0: Please be seated. Hi everyone, my name is Vivian Norris. Uh, Some of you may know me, but some of you may not. Uh, I do, however, hope that something in my homily speaks to you today. Uh, I started coming to St. Paul's around the time I was in the sixth grade. At first, I only came to the Wednesday night and EYC youth events, uh, which led to the first thing that drew me into St. Paul's, uh, which was the community. You might think that it would be intimidating coming into youth group where everyone has grown up together since they were in diapers pretty much, but that's never been my experience. Uh, When I was here or at a youth event, I didn't feel like an outcast because I was new. Uh, It just felt like I was part of the group. And it's because of this welcoming environment that I've forged so many significant relationships that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life, uh, including best friends, mentors, and even a godfather. And that is something that I find so much comfort in and hold on to as I start the next chapter in my life, which is graduating high school and beginning college. I know that I will always have those people to come back home to. And it was then after I found my way in EYC that I started coming to this service. And just last year I went through confirmation. Uh, By the end of confirmation, I was only so much more sure that this was the faith path I recognized with, which resulted in me being confirmed last year on my birthday. Uh, In my time at St. Paul's, I've not only grown the spiritual part of myself, but it has helped me decide what kind of person I want to be. I mean, everyone wants to be a good person, whatever that means, but St. Paul's has shown me the kind of generosity love and acceptance, and I really want to emphasize the love and acceptance that I would like to bring to the lives of others. I now strive to contribute those deep levels of compassion in all instances in my life. Being here, I've witnessed enormous acts of kindness and generosity that whenever I was writing this, uh, when I was reflecting on those moments, they all seemed so huge but they're so common in our community that I personally feel like sometimes I don't actually stop to think about how truly amazing they are. Uh, And I'm sure some of you can probably relate to that. Uh, And if so, I advise you to step back and reflect not only on all of the acts of service that you have been a part of here at St. Paul's, but also the ones that you've just witnessed. And it's really amazing. At the risk of sounding cliche, it really makes my heart feel something special when I think about it. This place and these acts of pure love and kindness, that is what we're all a part of here at St. Paul's. And I believe that this is what a part of our job is here, not only as Christians or members of St. Paul's, but as people. I believe that part of our job in this life is not only to incorporate and commit these enormous acts of love, but to remember to truly appreciate them for how amazing and beautiful they really are. And I believe that that is where we really find the meaning behind them, and St. Paul's helped teach me that. Through all the challenges that come with being the ages 12 to 18, this place has been a rock for me. And that is something that I hope everyone in this room can find with some place, whether it be here or somewhere else, a place filled with a love and a community so strong that even when you're not physically there, it continues to lift you up. And I'll be carrying that with me to UCA as I leave for college in the fall, along with everything else this place has taught me and given me, including a home to always come back to. Thank you.
1: Hi. If you don't already know my name, it is Avery Olmstead. St. Paul's has been a part of my family since my mom was two years old. Everyone I talk to here knows me, my parents, and my grandparents, even if I've never seen them before in my life. And yes, I know I look just like my grandmother. (laughs) Some of my oldest memories were of me around the age of three running down the red carpeted halls of this church. So many memories of my family have been created in this building. My parents were married right here. My mom in a gown with giant puffy shoulders. And my dad had this middle part that to this day, I still don't understand. (laughs) Both my sister and I were baptized and confirmed here. And this is where I was first immersed in the best community and met one of my best friends. Today, as you walk out of the church and down the hallway by the choir room, I highly recommend that you stop by and find the picture of Audrey Bridgeforth in face paint from the field day in her choir picture. When I was in first grade, somehow Audrey convinced me to go with her to Camp Mitchell for summer camp. I remember not being too fond of it the first time. I didn't like being so far from home. Thankfully, I liked it enough to go with her the next year and the year after and the year after that. I found a community that I fit into, who accepted me for me and were overall so much fun to be around. I've gone back to camp every year since first grade because I love seeing these people that I've been close with for forever. Camp Mitchell has been such an important part of my childhood. It helped me come out of my shell, meet new people, and gave me my first job in a leadership position. When I was a freshman, I applied to be a counselor in training at camp. I have worked as a CIT every summer since. Being in this position showed me how to be a leader and gave me responsibility that I've never had before. So far, I've worked at every different type of camp that is offered at Camp Mitchell. Primary, midler, junior high, a camp for children with incarcerated parents, and a camp for adults with mental and physical disabilities. Junior high was absolutely the hardest week of being a CIT. I was just out of sophomore year and every time I would try to tell a camper what we were doing or just try to talk to them, I would get an eye roll or a sigh. (laughs) Dick Johnson, the camp for children with incarcerated parents, was my favorite camp I have ever worked. The kids were so fun and enthusiastic and it made me have so much fun. Being a CIT has given me experience working with many different types of people and has been so rewarding. In April, I was the rector of Happening 41. Happening is a biannual weekend event run by high school youth for high school youth at either Camp Mitchell or a church in the state. As rector, I was in charge of the whole weekend. I planned everything and made sure everything went to plan. While Happening does contain a lot of secrets and surprises that I cannot disclose to you, I will try to explain its its impact on my life as best as possible. Happening has a staff that is all high school students that have been through Happening before. Two people are chosen out of each senior class to be rector, and I was one of them. What I love most about Happening is that it has allowed me to explore my spirituality and listen to others' faith journeys to know that I'm not the only one who questions literally everything. Happening has always been a time for me to share my thoughts and feelings about almost anything that I'm questioning or feel strongly about in my spiritual life and my life at home. This community provided one giant ear to listen. I want you all to know happening is first and foremost about love. I never knew I could love such a large group of people. I was introduced to happening from camp and at this past happening I believe we got the record for how many Fayetteville youth attended. 14 of the 20 happeners were from our youth group. And let me tell you, that is unheard of. Happening has allowed me to grow so much that I was able to lead the weekend no matter how much stress it caused me planning it. When it comes to my own spirituality, I don't know what I should believe in. I find many different religions fascinating, and I don't talk about my spirituality much with people because, even to me, I find it confusing. This community at St. Paul's, Camp Mitchell, and Happening have allowed me to talk about my spirituality and have helped me realize that it is all about love. This has always been a safe space for me. The youth group here has introduced me to many people who I believe will be my lifelong friends. I am forever thankful for this community, and I know that I will always have it wherever life takes me. This fall, I am attending Hendricks College in Conway. It is crazy for me to think that I'm about to take this next step in life because I still see myself sprinting down these halls after the Easter service to get as many plastic eggs as possible. To Amanda, Alan, Suzanne, and all the other adults who have been there for me through Happening, Confirmation, EYE, and my whole life, I can't say thank you enough. To all the youth and children, don't take this time for granted. Be involved in everything possible. It will be gone before you know it. Thank you.
2: everybody. Good morning. Glad to see everybody out there smiling, watching. (laughs) So I've been a member of this church uh, ever since I can remember. I've been embedded in our loving community for my entire life, and I'm very grateful for it. It remains one of the few constants in my quickly changing life, college, high school, friends, girlfriends, you know, changing. It remains one of the only religious families that I've ever known. It is something that I rarely take for granted, but when I do, I'm quickly reminded the power of flowing love. I just recently attended Happening Number 41, which Avery was the leader of, and I realized just how much love exists out there in the world. Sometimes I watch the news and I'm fear-mongered into thinking that the only tangible thing worth talking about is hatred, terrorist attacks, climate disasters, and a very divided political atmosphere. Then I remembered the importance of love. Love, it's a great word. It feels good to say, and it means something. Saying it it lets your tongue and lips glide against each other in perfect harmony. I find that the more I say love in one day, the happier I get. Many of us say that we love people, places, food, experiences, music. It's easy to say that we love something, but how many of us actually know what we mean when we use the word? As it turns out, most of us have to think about it for a little bit. Love. I wondered how I could go about defining this wonderful word. It can take many forms and apply to many different situations. I figured that in order to understand what love means, I'd have to figure out what other people think first. I asked people from all walks of my life about how they define love. The majority of responses included a stunned look followed by silence. And then an, I don't really know, man. One response in particular piqued my interest. A future college football player and devout Baptist said that he wasn't exactly sure what love is or whether he believes in it. However, he was adamant in his belief that God is real. This stumped me because I have always associated God with love. In my mind, God and love are synonymous. I asked my friend why his faith was important to him. He responded that he didn't want to go to hell. I realized that he's more fearful about going to hell than he is hopeful about going to heaven. His take on Christianity was unfamiliar to me because my faith has always been powered by love and not enforced by fear. I realized how lucky I was to have grown up with this church and in our loving community. This building and these people exude love. Really, imagine that love was seeping from the walls. You guys are tracking it in on your shoes. It's under your shirts and just soaking through. Love everywhere. If there was a little wand that I could wave that detects love, it would go crazy in here. Imagine this wonderful tool. It beeps when I point it at a source of love. And the faster it beeps, the stronger the force of the love. How fast would it beep if I pointed it at you? This situation assumes that love is a tangible thing, something that can be recorded and observed. In actuality, I can't fill a bowl with love and spoon it out to someone who needs it. I can't bake it into a cake, and I can't fill a balloon with it, freeze it, and throw it through the windshield of my enemy's car. This makes me wonder exactly how we can know that love exists. Whether it exists is not a question, but how it may be expressed is very curious. In the words of Hadaway, what is love? Based on the reactions of the people I asked, love is overwhelming. It is definitely a powerful force. Could it be omnipotent or is it inanimate? Do we create love or does it already exist in some kind of ether and we're just tapping into it? I believe that true love is unconditional, but that's about all I know. The rest of my thinking on love must be based upon faith. I trust that love exists, and that when I love, I will be loved back. That's a notion that's validated by the St. Paul's community. Though I may not be able to prove that love exists with an experiment or a magical wand, I know that through my faith, it is there, omnipresent. Just as I will never be able to prove that love exists in my lifetime, I may never shake hands with God. However, my faith is strong that they are both very real, the realest things in the universe, the most powerful forces imaginable. The line between known and unknown blurs when these two subjects are conceived. But does it even matter to know? Sometimes mysteries are most valuable when they are just that, mysterious.